0: In this episode of the Rebel Entrepreneur Coaching Series, there are adult themes and swear words. So please be careful. If you're listening to this in your car with your kids in the backseat, maybe listen to a different episode and come back to this one. Adult content is coming up. Getting your product out into the world, launching it, selling it. What do you write on the sales page? What pricing do you put? What offers do you put out there? You've got customers that you've got to sell to. That is what this episode is all about. Welcome to The Rebel Entrepreneur. The extraordinary belongs to those that create it. Rebelling against business plans and debt, rebelling against what society expects of us, to build cool businesses, make money, have fun and do good. Let's create something extraordinary together. Welcome to The Rebel Entrepreneur. Jamie, welcome back to the show. Hi, Alan. Uh,
1: welcome back to me. Yes. Hi. <laughs> How's it going?
0: <laughs> I'm good. I'm very happy. I'm in Mexico. It's sunny and life is good, but I'm actually more excited about your Kickstarter. I've wanted to do a Kickstarter for years, so I'm actually vicariously living through your progress and Ooh, what's going fantastic. on. Tell us what's happened. Where are you up to? What's okay. going on?
1: Wow, what a coincidence. I have also wanted to do a Kickstarter for years. So that works out really well. So if I remember correctly, like I think I had high hopes last week that I would get a ton of shit done and I got a little bit of shit done. Then this week it's like, okay, like it's Women in Horror Month and I was gonna draw a drawing Hmm. every single day of like a horror like queen. And I started doing it and I was getting a few followers, new ones, and, and I was getting some retweets and stuff. Then like the official women in horror organization put out a small little press release saying, by the way, like after this year, be no more official women in horror, which is fine. Uh, we're going to make it so, you know, it's it's become bigger than us and like everyone's, you know, should just do with it what they will. And I'm like, that's fine, except they're not really promoting any of the events or anything, i.e. my like artist challenge. So it's like, okay, that's fine. It's actually fine because as I was doing these drawings every day, I'm like, Oh man, I'm not even done the four pages for my fucking Kickstarter launch page. What am I doing? Drawing all these women. (laughs) And like, I mean, it's fun and I'm going to continue. I'm, I'm actually going to do them all. I just won't do them all in February, but I, I I was doing them. Uh, It's fun. It really did help me narrow in my niche of like women in horror and like cool women characters who like kill for fun and profit. But I was thinking, geez, the amount of like traction that I'm getting of like new followers, and the amount of work it is is so small, and I was stressing myself out a ton to try and get these done every day. Also, do the Kickstarter page, get my four pages done, have my day job workout. We all know how much I work out, blah blah blah, right? We're all bored of that story. So then I was like, oh my god, I'm stressing myself out, and I'm not having fun. I am not having fun anymore. So I just was like, I sort of wrote to, you know, on my social media. It was fun. I'm definitely going to keep doing this, but I, you know, took on too big a task. I'm not going to be able to do one every day. Nobody gives a fuck, right? Nobody cares. And so then I finished my four pages colored. They are not where I want them to be, but that's fine. We're doing progress, not perfection, right? Like getting it done. So I'm like, okay, I did my four colored pages. Even if the Kickstarter gets funded, I could still change them. I could still change everything. I'm going to continue to work on them. I can Mm -hmm. update them again. You know, this is why I never finished a comic before, because every time I do something like that, oh, that's like, I'll just stop forever. So it's really, really good to number one, like, have you to hold me accountable, you know, in a biweekly way, because I'm like, I have to send something now and I can't just not send anything. He's going to be so disappointed in me.
0: <laughs> he's going to ask questions. And dig ask in. questions.
1: Yeah. Oh, my God. The <laughs> questions he's going to ask. And then by having this like deadline of like, I'm launching March 1st, which I did change that deadline once, but no more. Mm. That's also a lot of pressure, but in a good way. It's like, doesn't matter if your comic is sucky, you got to get done. So yeah, that's where I am. Oh, so I made a decision about like the women in horror that I'm slowing down on it. And I was thinking, this is my new revelation. And we've already talked about this. Instead of this Race to try and get new new eyes, new followers. You know, on my social media, on my website. I'm just going to chill the fuck out and give great fun content to everyone who's already following me. I'm just gonna completely kind of. I'm trying to take this like point of view where I don't give a shit if I get one new follower. I have 400 people on my Instagram, like 300 on my Twitter. It's not that much. But imagine if every single one of them like backed me. I mean, I know that's not gonna happen, but imagine then I would definitely be funded. So what am I doing, like chasing up these mysterious people out in the world, this mysterious number of like, oh, I can't wait to get like a thousand followers or ten thousand followers or these random numbers when I should just be focusing on the people that I'm following. And then I did say to you that I'm gonna start reaching out to the people I know in real life. Like I don't know everyone on my Instagram in real life, but my Facebook is private and it's for humans that i know in real life so i've been going through and writing them of course i'm writing the ones i know the best first close friends close friends already know about my kickstarter but once i haven't talked to in a while you know i'm reaching out i'm like how's it going how's this how's that by the way this is our project would you be willing to share this with anyone and everybody is like of course and i'll fund it and it looks you know i'm super excited for you so i'm like you know so it's yeah it's I'm connecting with people that I already know that are already in my circle. I'm still having a little anxiety when it's someone I haven't talked to in a while. Um, I set myself up well by sending a postcard to about 50 people at Christmas. It was not with intentions for them to fund my Kickstarter. I just wanted to like give joy to people. So I I send a postcard with a drawing, you know, a sexy demon on it, my brand. Um, And people loved it. I love that. Made people really happy. And so now it's like, well, I guess I can... I get they like my art. So I guess I could ask them to look at my Kickstarter. Like it wouldn't be out of the blue, you know. So they got a little present in the mail. You know, share, sharing <laughs> and asking them to share is not asking them to fund it, right? It's like if you know people who would like this, it costs you nothing just to share it with someone. And imagine if all fifty of those people shared it with two people. Like are fifty pupils. I'm like trying to do the math of my head. Um, so that's fantastic. So that's where I am there. Like that sounds great. You're doing great, Jamie. How are you doing? I
0: have a couple of thoughts if it helps. I'm talking
1: a lot. I uh, haven't let you get a word in edgewise.
0: Please go, Alan. Well, a couple of thoughts for you. The first on social media camps, I think there's such a drive to have the big number. Like I need 1,000 followers. I need 10,000 followers. I need all that. And actually, well, there's a sexual reference here. Size is not the most important thing. It's actually how- How you use it. Yeah, of course. Committed your followers are. Uh, <laughs> let's say I had- a thousand followers, but none of them really engaged me. And you had 500 followers and 300 of them loved what you did, bought your stuff and supported you every way. Like who's going to win? Mm-hmm. And it's not the headline number. It's the engagement. It's the connection. And I think people forget that in the drive to get followers, get followers, get followers, get followers. And it's not all about that headline number. It's about how connected you are, how much do they love you, how much do you add to their world and how much will they support you? So I think you're doing the exact thing. You've already got fans. Let's work with your existing fans. And then we can do new marketing as well, because it's not binary. We don't have to do just one. So I think first off, I think that's a very smart move. And let's focus on selling to who you've got. The second thing, I'm really interested about the emails going out. So you've asked, you've just sort of, I'm going to be launching a Kickstarter. It's coming. This is the first thing I'm doing. Would you mind sharing it for me? And you're getting positive responses back.
1: Yes. I'm like shaking my head on a podcast. Always
0: good. Always smart. I love that. <laughs> have, you, have you had any negative responses?
1: Have I had any? Not yet, but I, I've been doing the the ones that I have a positive feeling about first, which is stupid. I should be doing the harder ones first, or I don't know how that works. Swallow the frog kind of thing. So there are people who I haven't talked to as much. um, I haven't talked to in a while. And I'm trying to figure out like, I don't want them to seem like I'm just writing them to share my thing, you know? And, and I am like, Oh, Hey, I haven't talked to you in a while. And I'm like genuinely interested in like your life. But also, I have this like, how do you like? Because I I actually am, because, like, as I said, everyone on my Facebook, I actually know. I just haven't talked to some of them in a while. I don't want to seem salesy to my acquaintances.
0: Help, (laughs) you know. So I would start with a like, we've got time. It's the 11th of February. So you've got 20 days until the launch of the project. I would actually be saying, like, you're right. I feel the same thing. If I haven't spoken to someone in a year or two, I feel weird reaching out and asking for a favor because it's almost as if that time lessens the connection and it's harder to do it. I would be saying to you, well, like on that bunch of people, just send them a message, ask them how they are and connect. And how are you? What you're up to? Just wondered how you are. And it will be really interesting to see how many of them go, well, how are you? What are you up to? you can go, I'm launching a Kickstarter. I'm doing this. I'm having fun. But starting with genuine interest in other people, I think is always the best way. And you don't have to go straight for the pitch. We've got time. And this is not a cynical thing because you're actually interested. If you were just doing it to get them to shed, that would be a little bit more cynical. It still happens, but you're actually genuinely interested. So I'd start there. And the ones that you're finding a bit more difficult, start as quickly as possible with a general connection like how's it going what you're up to i was thinking about this or something and reestablish those connections then after a message or two you can say oh i just i'm doing this i'm just about to launch would you mind helping me share it then it's a little bit easier to ask for that later on how does that sound
1: yeah that's that's great i love that because yeah i am interested in so it's kind of a nice way to to do it and then like there was one guy who i connected with him. And he was very excited to share like my Kickstarter, but I actually did start the the email with like, Hey, like, how's it going? How's work? Like, how's this? How's your dog? And he didn't answer. So I'm like, Oh, like he probably does think he was just right <laughs> because he didn't answer this <laughs> or like, unless he just doesn't like to talk about himself. Um, but it's like, but now I don't know how you are and how's work unless he's maybe depressed and he doesn't want to talk about it, but then he should reach out even more. So, yeah. So that is what I would say. Thank you.
0: It's interesting. I had exactly the same thing today. Yeah, Exactly the same thing. I reached out to a lady. I asked her a bunch of like, how are you? How's it going? Then I had a specific work question. She kind of ignored all the others and just said, how can I help you on the work thing? But I was genuinely interested in what's going on, but I think people are busy. And this is the saying Simon and I have all the time. So the one number one saying we tell people on sales and marketing day at Pop Up is people are lazy and busy. Like, they've got their own lives. They've got things going on. They're busy. And, like, do I have to deal with this? I'm tired at the end of the night. Can't I just watch Netflix or Amazon Prime or whatever it is? Like, people are doing stuff. Never be offended that they ignore the question or they forget to reply or they're just busy. They're just busy. And we just need to go again. And you can absolutely say, like, here's the link to the Kickstarter thank you so much for helping me. I am genuinely interested in how are you <laughs> like, tell me and you can go again and you can even say, share it and then ask again later. Sometimes I do that. People ask me nice questions and then they ask me a business question and I'm in such a rush. I just answer the business stuff because I'm like, I can answer that tick, tick, tick done. And yeah, the number of emails you get is crazy. So yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't worry about that. I would just keep going. People understand. And if they want to share, they want to support you, like they will love to see your success.
1: Great. And just today is when my Kickstarter was approved. So I can send out a pre not not what I sent you, the actual pre-launch page, which is which is just the graphic. And um, you know, be alerted when this is live. So That's helps, you know, like telling people like stars coming, but not having anything to show them is like, there's an amorphous thing that I'm working on. Would you like to see it maybe later? But if it's actually like a pre this is huge. Yeah, this is like, oh, look at this this is the pre launch, you can start to share, you can follow it. Uh, Yeah, and that's pretty exciting.
0: So let's talk about the Kickstarter page, because I was very excited to see that link in my inbox saying, here's the draft, here it is. And you've got approved, which is phenomenal. But let's go through it. And I think for everyone listening to this, the Kickstarter page is your sales page. It's your landing page. It's a bit like your website homepage. You drive all the traffic there, and then you want people to do things. In Kickstarter, basically, you're hosting your landing page with them, and the action you want people to take is backing you. It's very clear. It makes it easy. But that's the page. And we would love you, Jamie and I, to look at this with us. So to capture this point in time, Jamie's going to put the exact version we're looking at on her website which is jamiedillon.com, J-A-Y-M-I-E, Dylan, usual spelling, .com, forward slash rebel. And she's going to put that on there so that you can see it, see the art, see exactly what we're talking about and going through it. So I would love you to go to Jamie's site, jamiedillon.com, forward slash rebel. You can find the page. And whilst you're listening to this episode, you can actually exactly see what we're reviewing together and going through. And then later on, we'll share the link of the final version so you can see what's happened. And I think it's a wonderful part of the journey that we're able to freeze this moment and have a look. It's exciting. It's
1: very exciting. I'm kind of excited now to like have this forever in time, and I can always look back and be like, oh, my first Kickstarter, how cute.
0: (laughs) Do you know, we rebranded Pop-Up Business School to Rebel Business School last week, And as part of the rebranding, Jack, who works for us, he's awesome. He creates our videos and content and he's incredible. He created a video of the rebrand and why we're rebranding. And he went back through the archives and found the first ever video I recorded promoting pop-up business school. And I forced, Simon came around to my house. I forced him to sit on my rather ugly cream leather couch I forgot to think about the background. There is a giant pot just above my head if you watch the video. And it's like, I cringe watching that. But 45 people turned up to the first course because of those videos and because of the marketing we did and we did it and... Version two was better. Version three was better, but I do cringe looking back at it. So, what I actually hope for you, Jamie, is that in ten years' time, when you're a successful comic book writer with a full-time income, you'll look back at this, cringe slightly, and then feel proud for the journey you've come on.
1: I, I hope that for me too. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so let's have a look at this. Right at the top, we have this beautifully bright, vibrant, colourful, true love ink with the image of Mandy 9 and blood dripping down her cheek. Yes. Wow, talk about grabbing attention. Yeah. so
1: I wanted I might change this image, like the image of her will be the same. I'm just trying to fix the logo logo of the, of the comic. The title of the comic is True Love Inc and the character is Mandy 9. And yeah, I definitely wanted it to be bright. The Kickstarter image is super important. It's not, again, like this is a font. It's not hand-drawn font. I don't know if that looks fantastic. But I was thinking, okay, like everything about this looks like a sci-fi comic. How am I going to let people know that it has horror in it? So I thought, I know. I'll just have her this bloody hand touching her cheeks and blood, just very subtle. And that way, people are like, what is going on there? And so, you know, when you read the comic, you'll know that...
0: What is going on there? Yeah,
1: like something horrific is going to happen. For sure, you know this, but, and you might even smell it coming from like a mile away, but hey, it's a 14 page comic. It's short. It's fun. It's punchy. Like if you guessed what's going to happen, good for you. I'm glad. But how, you know, it's like, how is it going to play out? How's <laughs> it going to look? That's good. So that's, yeah. So I wanted that image to be really bright. and. And I was thinking if I was looking at comics, because I'm kind of my target market, would this draw me in? Totally. I love like, who's this girl with pink lips and blood on her face? I need
0: to know more that's my hope. (laughs) So we've got a fantastic first image. I agree. That's going to get people excited. Then we move down the page and the heading. And so just in terms of marketing copywriting, one of the things I've learned, which I found really helped me is what is the purpose of the heading? Do you know what the purpose of the heading is? The header?
1: You mean under the title, like the second heading or like the actual title?
0: The actual title, what's the purpose of the title? Uh,
1: to communicate. I don't know. Tell me.
0: <laughs> to get people to read the subheading. Ah. What's the purpose of the subheading? To get people to keep reading. To get people to go down the page yeah. and read the next section, the story. And what's the purpose of that? To get them to read the next section and they're engaged. And obviously at some point, once they're engaged, we then need to commit to, you've got to take action, go buy this. But the pure purpose of this title is to get someone to click on it, want to read more, and want to engage with what's going on. That's it. So the only thing we're thinking about here is, will this title make people read the next sentence? Will it get them excited? Will it, Does it give them enough? And I'm going to read it out for everyone along with us. The title is True Love, Inc. Dangerous Women Anthology Book One. What are your thoughts, Jamie?
1: Well, I thought about this a lot. I was trying to think if I should say Dangerous Women Anthology first, all these things. So now that you've read it to me, I'm pretty intrigued. Like, what is True Love Inc.? What is this company of true love? Tell me more. That's kind of, I'm I'm into it. What do you think of it,
0: Helen? I love True Love Inc. I like the Dangerous Women Anthology. I feel like the Dangerous Women Anthology book one. Too long? Feels a little bit long. I was doing some research about Kickstarter titles, as I'm sure you have through your thing. And one of the things they said was that quite often they have a title plus a value proposition. Mm. Like, what are they going to do? So they have, there's a few of the examples I found were like precision coffee grinder, better ground, more flavor. So it kind of says what it is and then says what it does. And then they've got magnetic paper that sticks to walls, or they've got Kabacha Shoes, Redefining the Modern Dress Shoe. And they kind of have this title and then what it is. And I wondered whether there was a what it is that would more get people to read on rather than saying it's part of an anthology of books. Um, Dangerous Women, I think, gets me excited. That sounds wrong, but you know what I mean. It gets me like wanting to read on what is this? I know what you're saying. I get it. I'm glad. Let's keep this clean for me. True Love Inc. is what it is, and then we move on to the next bit. Do you think there is something that, like True Love Inc., a comic book about dangerous women?
1: Well, it's only about one, so I had I have looked up more, like because <laughs> I don't have a product like a coffee grinder or something. It's it is a comic. No, I was listening. You know, I live, love that comic launch podcast. Um, although I had to take a break from it because again, I was getting getting too intense. So he said. You actually, if you're doing a comic, don't have like, if it's your second comic, let's, let's say, don't have episode two. Have it be the title sort of be what the whole thing is, you know, because people want to back something that's individual. They don't want to start mm. at like episode two. So I was trying to make it seem like, okay, so people will know that this, this is an anthology. More is going to come out. There'll be other stories. It's not just a standalone. I was trying to sort of give that to it. Because there is this subheading, right, which explains what it is, which I, you can read with your accent and not my Canadian accent. Alan, if you please.
0: Okay. True Love Inc. Dangerous Women Anthology Book 1. A robot sex worker gains sentience and finds herself longing for more. Like That definitely got me thinking, what's happening next? Tell me more. That definitely, the subheadline, got me intrigued.
1: That is good but no one's going to get there if they find the title too clunky and long. So how can we, so maybe I don't talk about the fact that it's an anthology. Like I don't have to sell that, you know, the anthology will just come when all these different little short comics are done. Like, like spoiler alert, this is going to be an anthology. Like I have about a half dozen, (laughs) (laughs) I have about a half dozen stories written of different kinds of women that are nature sounds terrible. This is not my elevator pitch. We'll do that later. But it's ways in which women are seen as scary, either in mythology, or, you know, like, some men think because of me too, that you just can't say anything to women anymore. So I thought, Oh, wouldn't it be fun to play on these ideas of, you know, a man's sort of fear of women in very different genres and subtext so this is the sci-fi one you know i'll have a more you know historic probably witch trials one um there'll be more you know different more modern urban stories and uh so that's sort of what that anthology is all horror and women uh, as the main characters as the villain perhaps or the hero depending on what side that you're on so i wanted to kind of play on that and make people excited to know that there's more plus anthologies do very well people love anthologies on Kickstarter and in life. I don't know. I love them personally. So I wanted to play on that. But if you are finding this title too long, that tells me that it is probably too long.
0: My tiny bit of feedback would be the title's a bit long and maybe there's just a slightly shorter second half that's a bit more, says exactly what it is that will get people to read down. I think the subheading is fantastic. And then that leads into the story which is your next section in the Kickstarter. And Kickstarter does this thing that it kind of builds sections so that people know what is happening. And it takes you into the story, the campaign, why this story, page examples, and then we kind of flow down the page. And then we've got on the right-hand side, we've got the levels, which Kickstarter is all about the levels. So I think The two bits I'd love to review with you are, number one, the flow. So what's the flow on the left-hand side of those sections, the story, the campaign, etc. And number two, the levels. I think those are the two key areas we should look at. Where do you want to start, Jamie?
1: I am worried about the levels. Mm -hmm. And I'll tell you why. Because I was looking at the numbers again. And we had done a whole episode about this. And I even added, so I have like, these are my levels. What like there's always a one dollar or whatever, just donate because you love me level, so there's one dollar. Digital comic book, so that's gonna be five bucks to get like the digital. Digital deluxe. I think I wrote twelve dollars, which is a weird number. But anyways, let's just say digital deluxe is like the comic it says
0: ten on the page. Okay,
1: I gotta raise that to at least and maybe ten's fine. See, look, I'm already fucking up with my numbers. I was playing around with them and now I'm not sure what I have anymore. Um let's say it's ten. So you get the digital comic book, you get a oh, downloadable coloring page that you can print you get wallpapers for your phone and maybe like I don't know it's digital I can find something else then the next one is the printed comic book where you get the printed comic book plus all the digital stuff then book and an actual print like a drawing that is not in the comic it's just like a really cool print that one is 25 I think or maybe 20. And and then like the last level is like, oh, you can get a custom sketch by me of the main character in marker, you know, signed. And, you know, we, when we had done this together, I think it had come to like 2000 something or like it, it said, look, you're going to make like 1600. I'm just rounding numbers. You're going to end up losing money on this because there's shipping and all these things and packaging. Yes. So When I'm running the numbers again, and there's this other Excel sheet that I have, which is like, hey, if you're going to raise a funding goal of input number here. So I I wrote, we had said, do 3,000. I'm like, I'll try 2,500. So if I'm going to raise a funding goal of uh, (laughs) 2,500 with the comic book uh, and an average pledge of 15 bucks, because I don't see the average pledge being 50 bucks. I will need 167 backers to succeed, Alan. In order to get 167 backers with a fair Kickstarter page, I can expect a 3% conversion rate. To be successful, I'm reading this. I'm I'm not making this up from my own head. To be successful, I'll need 5,556 people to visit my Kickstarter page during the campaign. (sighs) So it just actually seems... That sounds about right. It sounds about right. It seems absolutely impossible. To reach this number, even if all of my fifty human friends on Facebook, sixty, you no, know, round up, and let's say they all recommended someone, let's say I had a hundred people back at fifteen dollars, it would still not be enough to reach it. So, do I bring the number down? Because if you don't make it at all, you don't make it at all. So, what if I bring it down to two thousand? Still, one hundred and thirty people, and this is all just—I'm uh, just like it just seems so big and. Like, I don't know. I'm I'm having the that moment of like, how the fuck am I gonna get this money raised? Like, it's great. My comic's cute, and I like it, and da, da, da. But this is like, <laughs> yeah. So that's look, we can like. That's where I am. I don't know if you want to come back to that and talk about positive things for a bit, and sort of you know. But that's that's my biggest challenge. No,
0: let's dive in. Okay. Let's dive straight in.
1: How am I gonna get five thousand people's eyeballs on this page?
0: Yes number one, take a deep breath. Everything's going to be okay. Um, And if the Kickstarter doesn't work, the Kickstarter doesn't work and we'll have another go. Um, The worst that happens is we don't get funded, but we've learned a huge amount. So let's just take a deep breath and we can do this. Number two is, I think the levels you've got here, there isn't a big enough spread of money and you're asking for Canadian dollars. And please, Canadians take this nicely, but they're not worth very much. They're not worth very um, much at so all. you're not actually asking for very much money for these different levels. And I think you could probably go a little bit higher in Canadian dollars, which would be like, if most of your audience is in the US, they're going to be thinking, well, you're asking for 50 cents for this, and you're asking for $3.50 for this. This is crazy. Um So I think there's room to go a little bit higher. And the confidence you'll get by doing that will help.
1: Okay. So yes, I do agree that yes, Americans will look at this, they'll be like $2 for a comic. It's not so bad, but it kind of is actually. And and I'm like, oh, but that's really cool. It means like if my Canadian, because this, all the numbers I played with were all, it's not like I did the calculation for printing in Canadian and then did like the backing in American, like all of this is Canadian dollars. So it is more like, If it's 2,500, it's more like, I don't know, 1,900 American. Like, I really have no idea what the exchange rate is right now, but I think that's a pretty good estimate. So, since Canadians are used to paying more for things, I should put everything in American. And then I'll just by factor of like the exchange rate, I'll be getting magically like 30% more or 35% more. But that's kind of cool. But then, now listen, the thing is, most of the people I know in real life, here's a crazy thing also live in the same country as me. So really like most of the people are going to be Canadian who are backing this unless like some weird thing happens. And, you know, so I kind of did think about it in, in the sense of most people will be Canadian. Canadian shipping is the one that I have to focus on the most and printing in Canada and shipping in Canada.
0: Okay. Well, that's fine. Let's stick with Canadian dollars. I think the $1 pledge, that's what lots of these have. So I think that's great. That's a fantastic one to have. The $5 for the digital pack. Just having read this, I don't think there's any difference, that much difference on the site between digital pack and deluxe pack. I think that text, it says desktop and phone wallpapers and create a commentary video. I think the text is a bit confused between the two packs. So we need to get some clarity between the $5 digital pack oh, yeah. and the $10 digital pack.
1: I had like added the de- deluxe one in and I guess I copied, didn't copy it all or didn't delete the, the process. The process video was, I'm going to just get rid of that. But all the viewers, or listeners at home will get my cool. mistake. Uh, yeah. I was like, what am I doing? Commentary video. Who gives a fuck? <laughs> uh, I was just trying to think of something <laughs> to like put in there and I'm like, nobody's going to watch that. So yeah. So I fund a lot of Kickstarter comics as digital because shipping is quite expensive to Canada from the States, or if they're European, forget about it. So I, I don't mind, like, I like reading digital comics anyway. So I do actually do that a lot. I think most people do like to have the hard copy, but it is a real thing. And it's only a 14 or 16 page comic. So I don't feel, I feel like more than five bucks is weird to charge for it. But this is the thing that will sort of tip the scale in my favor. Because it doesn't cost anything more, it doesn't cost anything to print or ship it, right? So the cost of it is is zero. You know, it's the work is done. You can sell as many digital packs as you want, and you don't have to do anything else except push a button.
0: Exactly, exactly. So I think one and five dollars for the digital pack. I think you could up that to six, and it's not going to make any difference to anyone's life. So I would say six for that one. And you've got the deluxe digital pack for ten which includes the wallpapers for mobile and desktop and the printable coloring page. Then that's a $4 gap between the just the comic book and the deluxe pack, which $4 for that sounds like it's reasonable extra value. And then the next one up is the printed copy, which you get the digital pack, the digital deluxe pack, and the printed copy. And that's only two bucks more. So for only two bucks more, I get you to post it to me. That seems like a very small increment to me.
1: Yeah. Now, here's the thing, like shipping is kind of the thing here. So, I think we talked about this before. In the states, shipping within the states is very cheap. Shipping within Canada is weirdly expensive. Shipping from Canada to the states, forget about it. So, but lots of people will back out of buying something when they see what the shipping is. So, in theory, I should up the print copy pledge to 15. And I can't give free shipping, but I can perhaps have very low shipping, like a $5 shipping as opposed to 10. You know what I mean? Like people like, they'll, they like to pay for something and then have the shipping be free or very little. They don't like the surprise. So even if the main product is more expensive in the end, people are more, I don't know, apt to purchase it. Do you know what I mean?
0: Yes, I think you're exactly right. So I think my point was actually like, $10 for the deluxe pack and $12 for a print copy. That's a crazy small jump up. I think it should cost a lot more to have the printed version shipped to you and all the rest of it. I think there's huge value in that. And $2 difference, $2 for the printed copy. That's crazy. You're right. Why Why is it so little difference? Because
1: uh, it's only a 16 page comic. It's not even a full like 32 page comic. But I mean, it's an indie comic, right? And so you're kind of, you're doing this not just because you want to, you can just go to the comic store. Well, you can't because it's COVID, but you could technically just go to the comic store and buy a full 32 page comic for like four bucks. But of course, it's totally different because it's mass printed and all these things. You're buying an indie comic from an artist and it's their first one. And so people, I think, know that they're going to be paying a bit more for this thing. That's very special. That's the hope. But you're right. That's a small jump. So I think the print copy should be fifteen, but no more because twenty dollars is like a lot. I find. Although I spend a lot on, like, when I go to comic cons, I'll buy a lot of indie comics, and some of them cost, you know, twenty bucks or more for something that's, yeah, very, it's very small. But I know that I'm supporting an indie artist, and they have a small print run. Like, I get it. So I guess people who know comics do know that, yeah, it's going to cost more than the average comic to get this.
0: Yes, and fifteen Canadian dollars is sort of. 10 US dollars it's not a huge amount to ask for the printed shipped version so i think maybe even 16 or 17 like it doesn't have to go in 5 increments either but i think i would definitely increase that price which is going to help your calmness on i need to get so many numbers and i think new entrepreneurs we all have this thing of undervaluing what we do to start with, and we compare it to the price of the comic book where they're printing a million comics and selling it in the shop for X number of dollars. And we always compare ourselves to those, but it's a different beast. It's a different thing. And it's like if you were producing clothing, it's like going to the absolute cheapest Primark Walmart and going, well, they sell leggings for $4. How can I sell mine for 12 it's a different thing. It's a completely different beast. It's a completely different animal. And people realize that. They're not daft. They're not always expecting Walmart prices or whatever it is from an indie comic producer. They know you've put your heart and soul into it, and it's going to cost a little bit more. And they expect it. So I think don't underprice yourself. All
1: right. Yes, that's true. I also just looked up the exchange rate, and I was so surprised. America's dollar is getting real weak. So that's interesting. It's like Uh 79 cents a year ago today. It was 70 cents on the dollar and now it's 79 cents. Wow. That's a big change in a year. America, get your shit together. (laughs) (laughs) So that's bad for me though.
0: Well, it depends. We'll see, but I would just, I think it's fine. Let's just go for it, but I would definitely increase the print copy. And then we've got the gap between the print copy and the print copy with the separate art print, which is the color art print that comes with it, yes, so if we're going sort of sixteen on the print copy and then twenty, it actually currency says twenty or more, uh, so I'm not quite sure why it says twenty or more on my version, but I think having a specific figure would be better <laughs> well, it
1: says okay, so the or more is not me, it says or if you notice it says or more on all of them, and um the reason is because uh. You can—it's a pledge. You're helping someone out, so someone could pay $100 for a hundred dollars for a comic if they want to. That's the reason it says. It ah, I see. So that's cool. Okay. Yeah. Now a print, like when I am at a comic con or something, and I'm selling a print, people sell them for like average from like ten to twenty dollars for a single print, which is funny. Like you're like, wait a minute, how is a comic you know five dollars and a print is twenty dollars? Well, I don't fucking know. Like, it's true. Like one costs very little to print and one of them costs much more, but that's just market, right? Like people expect a comic, they're not going to pay for each page of the comic to be $5. You know, they want to pay for the whole thing and it's printed. And so when you do work, like when you sell your art at a Comic-Con, you're making money from the prints and sort of subsidizing the cost of the comic. Like, as an artist, when you're selling merchandise, you have to kind of see it as a whole and not see each individual item as a plus mm-hmm. or minus. So yes, the print, a single print, a single art print, you can think, hey, I put more time into this because it's a single art piece because uh, I work digitally. So it's hard to be like, what is this amorphous thing you did? Like you just put lines digitally. The, the computer draw it for you. Uh, no, it did not. So yeah, so you kind of look as a whole, I have prints, I have comics, I have whatever merch that I have, and all of it together will kind of create this revenue. And so some things will create more revenue and some will create less. So that is why a print costs more than a comic, in theory. Uh, Here, I've priced it at five bucks, essentially, because it's only $5 more than than the pledge level underneath it. So that's the reason for that. I could charge another $10 for the print. It could be signed. Yeah, but it does feel weird charging somebody $10 for a comic and $10 for print, although that is what happens. So I should ask my other artist friends what what their thoughts are of that are.
0: No, I think we should listen to your internal voice and make a decision now and just go for it.
1: Oh, okay.
0: Like We can do so much listening to other people. We just need to decide what we feel comfortable with and make it happen. And it's good to know what's going on in the market, but there does come a point, let's just do what we do put it out there and the market will judge. And that's the best judge of this. So we've got, are we agreeing the print copy is at 16? Are we agreeing that?
1: 16, a? Eh? Yeah, sure. Let's do 16. Let's do a whole dollar, okay, dollar cool. more than I intended.
0: And then the printed comic and the art print. What's the price for that one?
1: What if we did 25? Is that insanity balls?
0: Insanity? No, I don't think it is insanity. I think that's great.
1: Okay, we'll, do, we'll make it a signed print just to like, you know, hope that not, I hope I don't get a thousand people wanting it and kill my little hands.
0: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> a thousand people—that would be incredible. That would be amazing. And then the final one is the artist sketch. So it's all of the above plus the artist sketch. Tell me exactly what that means for you. What exactly is that? It is
1: an eight and a half by eleven marker paper drawing of the main character, Mandy Nine. Um, So ink and marker and not like the best drawing I've ever done, just like a sketch, you know, like, a, I mean, it'll be a full color ink sketch. It'll take me about 30 minutes each. I'm going to charge 50 bucks. That seems really cheap
0: for 30 minutes of work, doesn't it? Hmm. So you're doing, it's an individual one done for each person.
1: Yeah. I mean, I don't think a lot of people are going to go for that level. So that's why I'm like, I think this is like the people who love me and like want to support me a lot will probably get it because it's the highest thing they could pay for, but I don't think it's going to be super popular. So I feel like that's a reasonable, like it's, it's so much work, but I don't think that many people are good. I could also cap it. I could be like only 25 of these are available. Ooh, that's not a bad idea. And then it's like, Ooh, there's only
0: 25 mm-hmm. available. That's called a scarcity cell. Mm-hmm.
1: So what if I charge $60 for it?
0: And uh, scarcity of supply. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a great idea. Yeah, $60 and there's only x number of them available.
1: Yeah, I feel like uh 20 is a reasonable amount cuz like, yeah, I don't know. What do you think? And then if 20 people got it, that would be pretty cool them um, to do.
0: That would be amazing. Yeah, yeah cuz $60 mm-hmm. times 20 is $1200. It's most of the way to your pitch.
1: Yeah. So, who knows? Who even knows? People might be like, "Yeah, I just want to support you, Jamie." All right, cool beans. Let's do 25. I mean, let's do 20. This seems like a nice number. 25. No, let's stick to 20. Let's keep it real scarce. 20 artist sketch ones, limited edition. Good. I like that. I agree. Yeah.
0: Yes. And just highlight the fact it's hand-drawn and each one will be individually done for the person. Mm -hmm. I think that needs just a little bit of highlighting in there. Yes. So great. And then I wonder if there is a final version of this. I wonder if there's a final stretch goal that's like a hundred Canadian dollars at the end.
1: I was thinking that too. What could
0: you add that would be a hundred?
1: So like instead of the sketch, like unless it's like an even better sketch, like, I don't know, like $60 for a sketch and then a hundred dollars for, because my commissions are usually like a hundred dollars. So it could be a commission plus all the other stuff. Like you could be like limited time, get, you know, a Jamie Dillon original commission like digital commission full on character design for you for whatever purpose you know as long as it's not to resell at this limited time price of $100 would somebody take that i don't know
0: i love that i feel like you could have a limited time offer or actually maybe there's only two available two people it's 150 canadian dollars and you can decide on the sketch with me you can be murdered by mandy 9 <laughs> in the image uh, whatever it Ooh. is, you could have some fun with it. But I think having those individual levels would be really fun. Oh, that's
1: not a bad idea because like there are clients that she meets, uh, several of them in the comic. You don't see anything graphic, so don't get excited that you're going to be able, not you, but like whoever's a scene like, oh, I'm going to pay hundred dollars and have like a sex scene with this robot. No. Well, actually, if you want to pay me, I will absolutely draw this for you. <laughs> so I take it back. Whatever you want, <laughs> if you're willing to pay me, I will draw it as long as it's legal. <laughs> keep that in (laughs) that's true Um, but yeah like what if they were like you know $200 be in the comic like you could be the one that's killed at the end you know that could be pretty interesting actually
0: oh I love that yeah so let's do like that's fantastic yeah for $200 Mm -hmm.
1: and only one of this obviously
0: there's only one person that can get this yep
1: okay yeah I love it great it's fun even if no one takes it it's fun to put in (laughs)
0: I think it's brilliant for 200 bucks. You can be killed in the comic mm-hmm. <laughs> It's brilliant. Yeah,
1: it's lovely. Good, great, good job.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Cause there needs to be for the people who are excited. They're like, I don't just want to pay five bucks. I want to be involved. I want to be part of the art. I want to be a piece of it. Uh, people want to be involved and they want you to come up with creative ways of how they can be part of this. Cause people love this kind of thing and they just want to be part. They want to be involved. So give them an opportunity.
1: love it. love it. Yeah, that's great. And it's true. Like I've heard of other people doing things like they'll, they have a business. The business could be in the background and this comic's not long enough for that, but for future comics, it's totally something I would love to do. Yeah, I love it. And we didn't just come to gigs. It's a
0: great idea. It
1: is. And also like, you know, I was nervous because my comic's not finished, but this is now working in my favor because the comic's not finished. So I can add things to it. I can make you a character in it. Like, it's really cool. (laughs) Good idea, Alan.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's very cool. Like if someone doesn't buy that, I will be very surprised. I think that's (laughs) a brilliant addition. Cool. Okay. So I feel like we've got a good level here. We've got a new level of pledges. We've got what we're doing. Run me through what's going to happen next.
1: You mean like in, like after I hit launch or, or what I'm going to do in
0: general, where do we go from here? Yeah. What's the next couple of weeks look like? What's the plan?
1: So I want to add, like, I find it's really nice when the pledge levels are, um, Drawn or there's a graphic. So I wanted to put a graphic. I have like a fake mock up I've done on the comic. I haven't done the coloring page yet. So I want to do the coloring page and have that so that when you actually see each level, what you're going to get. If it's the digital, you're going to see this like, you know, comic on an iPad. If it's the print, you're going to see a mock up of the print with like a sketch, you know? So then people are like, Oh, those are the actual things I'm going to get. And then for like the the, you in this comic, I'll have like her with like a black silhouette and a question mark. So that's what I want to add to the other side of the page. Brilliant. I'm gonna keep reaching out to people as in the way that you and I have discussed earlier. So my most important is reaching out to people I know. And I'm continuing to post on social media because that was what I was doing with this women in horror and I'm like, oh my God, I haven't been posting Mandy Nine stuff. So I'm posting panels from the comic. I'm also gonna post a full comic page tomorrow. And just put like everything that's on the Kickstarter I'm gonna share, you know, and I'm just putting myself out there. And I find like when I talk longer, like when I sort of show like my vulnerability of how nervous I am to put this out, people respond very well, you know, on social media. Like when I'm like, I am nervous to put out this comic. I don't know why people are like, I can't wait to see it. You know, (laughs) like, so, so I'm going to sort of continue to post and just talk, just be vulnerable about the whole process and how nervous and excited I am about this and, and uh, kind of engage. And like I said, it's about engaging with people I know. So I'm just responding when people comment, I'm going to keep putting it out there and, and, uh, to the people that I know in real life. I don't want to worry about getting new followers at this point. I just want to engage my my current uh, fan base of humans that are my friends.
0: Yes, And then I think the next step from there is to start to then bring new eyes. And if we want to get 5,000 people to visit that page, then we're going to have to start to reach out. We're going to have yeah. to start to do other things. And I will help you do that. Okay, good. Because uh, I just don't
1: know. Like, I feel overwhelmed. Like, because I am doing small things. Oh, like, there's some cool... Some cool stuff's happening. Um, so I was in like an art show, like I think last weekend. There's like a little community art thing tomorrow. Again, just like sort of reaching out. But then, like, there's, um, this group of women horror filmmakers, and one of them has started an online sort of a zine. And they were looking for pitches. And so I pitched something to it. And they're like, yeah, we're totally into this. We're thinking we really want to pitch it to do it in March. And it's a, it's an art related like pitch that I have. So that'll kind of tie in really nicely if I can get this like first drawn pitch done. And if they actually do launch in March, that's cool. That means eyeballs will start to see my are just in time. So that's one thing. And that's cool. Like if I could be in that group with other female women homemakers. makers. Oh my god, I'd be so excited. So just yeah, just on like a personal level, I find that very cool.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Okay. So I think we have a plan. We know what we're doing. We're going to adjust the levels. We're going to continue to reach out. We're going to continue to market. Now you've been approved, you can actually start to send out that pre-link yes. saying, this is where it's going to be, this is what's going to happen, which I think is excellent. We can start to get people interested. And then our next chat should be about the marketing and coming up with a plan of how to get eyeballs on this. I think that's our next chat.
1: Okay, marketing, yes. All right. But it's the scary thing, talking to strangers. (laughs) It's already scary enough talking to people I know.
0: Says the lady that writes comic books about people being killed by robots. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Just imagine you've got Mandy Nine with you when you're doing the pitches. Okay. We'll be fine.
1: Okay, perfect. I'll just embody her.
0: (laughs) Her confidence. Yeah. Um, People are genuinely very nice when you start to share the stuff. And Generally, the worst that happens to you when you do marketing is you get ignored. But that's kind of part of an entrepreneur's life is people are not going to respond to everything you say. They're going to ignore stuff. And um, yeah. I would love to tell you the amount of times I've been ignored over the years because you send the email and nothing happens. You write the post and nothing happens. And that's part of life. Unfortunately, we're going to have to get used to being ignored because people are lazy and busy. But you do have, you have some wonderful color artwork style that is going to grab attention that we can use to drive traffic, get people interested and get them excited. And I'm really looking forward to this marketing part. It's going to be fun.
1: Okay, great. Because so we did a bit already, but now we're just going to go full force because my four pages are done. the Kickstarter page is done. There's no excuses now.
0: Yeah. What else do you have to do other than market, market, market?
1: Nothing. Drink water, I guess. Stretch. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, I can imagine you stretching and tweeting at the same time. Yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Excellent. So for those of you listening, I hope you've enjoyed the podcast series. Please go check out the page on Jamie's website, which is jamiedillon.com forward slash rebel and have a look at her art and the different pieces. And Jamie, could you remind us of the different social media channels or maybe actually the main one that people can find out more about you, follow you and engage with you and what you're doing?
1: Yeah. So, well, my website is jamiedillon.com. So J-Y-M-I-E, Dylan, like Bob Dylan. And then everywhere I am Miss Jamie Dylan, just everywhere. So that that's easy. The Twitter, the Facebook, the Instagram.
0: Perfect. For those of you listening, Thank you very much for listening to the coaching series. The things I would love you to take away from this episode are number one, what Jamie started the episode with, which is done is better than perfect. You have to get it out there. And if you're going to get to version two, you have to get to version one. Number two is most people, when launching a business, tend to underprice themselves. So have a look at what your pricing is and really have a think about is this truly reflecting your value? And number three is when you do a project like this and you're putting a product out into the world, the saying of, if you build it, they will come is complete rubbish. If you build it, no one will come until you promote, market, sell, network, and get it out there. And that is what Jamie and I will be doing next is how do we get this wonderful Kickstarter page that she has created out into the world. Good luck with your business and everything you're doing. And thank you for listening to The Rebel Entrepreneur. You can have any life you want to. Choose to build something cool. Choose to take action. Choose to work to make your dreams become reality. Stand out. Be different. Be yourself. Be a Rebel Entrepreneur.